0: section 11 of the jolly parisians and other novelettes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox recording by k hand nace the brunette by emile zola translated by george d cox chapter one frederick During the fruit season, a brown-skinned little girl with bushy black hair used to come every month to the house of Monsieur Rostand, a lawyer of Aix, bringing an enormous basket of apricots or peaches, so heavy that she had hardly strength enough to carry it. She would wait in the large entrance hall, whither all the family came to greet her. "'So it's you, Nace,' the lawyer would say. "'You've brought us some fruit, eh?' come you're a good girl and how is your father quite well sir replied the little girl then madame rostand would take her into the kitchen and ask her about the olives the almonds and the vines but the most important question was whether there had been any rain at le Stack, where the rostand's estate was situated a place called la blancarde which was cultivated by the micoulins there were but a few dozen almond and olive trees but the question of rain was none the less an important one in this province where everything perishes from drought there have been a few drops nais would say the vines want more then having imparted her news she ate a piece of bread and some scraps of meat and set out again for Lestac in a butcher's cart which came to aix every fortnight Frequently she brought some shellfish a lobster a fine eel for Michelin fished more than he tilled the ground When she came during the holidays Friedrich the lawyer's son Used to rush into the kitchen to tell her that the family would soon take up their quarters at la Blancarde And that she must get some nets and lines ready He was almost like a brother to her for they had played together as children since the age of twelve however she had called him monsieur Frederic out of respect every time old Meculin heard her speak familiarly to the young man he boxed her ears but in spite of this the two children were sworn allies don't forget to mend the nets repeated the schoolboy no fear monsieur Frederic," replied nace they'll be ready for you monsieur rostand was very wealthy he had bought a splendid mansion in the rue du collège at a very low price the hôtel de Couron, built during the latter part of the seventeenth century had twelve windows in its frontage and contained enough rooms to house a religious order amid these vast rooms the family consisting of five persons including the two old servants seemed lost the lawyer occupied merely the first floor for ten years he had tried without success to let the ground and second floors and finally he had decided to lock them up thus abandoning two-thirds of the house to the spiders echoes like those of a cathedral resounded through the empty sonorous mansion at the least noise in the entrance hall an enormous hall with a staircase from which one could easily have obtained sufficient material to build a modern house immediately after his purchase M. Rostand had divided the grand drawing-room into two offices by means of a partition. It was a room of thirty-six feet by twenty-four, lighted by six windows. Of one of the two parts he had formed his own private room, the other being allotted to his clerks. The first floor contained four other apartments, the smallest of which measured twenty feet by fifteen. Madame Rostrand, Frédéric, and the two old servants had bedrooms as lofty as churches. The lawyer had been forced for convenience sake to convert an old boudoir into a kitchen for at an earlier stage when they had made use of the kitchen on the ground floor the food had come to the table quite cold after passing through the chilly atmosphere of the entrance hall and staircase to make matters worse these gigantic apartments were furnished in the most sparing manner in the lawyer's private room was an ancient suite of furniture upholstered in green utrecht velvet and of the stiff and comfortless looking empire style did its best to fill up the space with its sofa and eight chairs a little round table belonging to the same period looked like a toy in this immensity on the chimney piece there was nothing beyond a horrible modern marble clock between two vases whilst the tiled floor looking much the worse for age showed a dirty red the bedrooms were more empty still the whole house brought home to one the tranquil disdain which southern families even the richest of them display for comfort and luxury in this happy land of the sun where life is mainly spent out of doors the Rostons were certainly not conscious of the melancholy mortal chilliness brooding over these huge rooms and mainly due to the scantiness and poverty-stricken aspect of the furniture yet the lawyer was a shrewd man his father had left him one of the best practices in aix and he had managed to improve it considerably by displaying an amount of activity rare in that land of indolence small brisk weasel faced his sole thought was of his work no other matters troubled his brain he never even looked at a paper during the rare hours of idleness passed at his club his wife on the contrary had the reputation of being one of the cleverest and most accomplished women in the town she was a de a fact which invested her with a certain amount of dignity in spite of her mesalliance but she was straight-laced to such a point she practised her religious duties with such bigoted obstinacy that she had as it were become shriveled up by the methodical life she led as for frederick he grew up between this busy father and rigid mother during his schoolboy days he was a dunce of the first water "'trembling before his mother, but having such a distaste for work "'that he would often sit in the drawing-room during the evening, poring for hours over his books without reading a single line, "'his mind wandering, whilst his parents imagined from the look of him "'that he was preparing his lessons. "'Irritated by his laziness, they put him to board at the college, "'but he then worked less than ever, being less looked after than at home, "'and delighted to feel that he was no longer under his parents' stern eyes.' Accordingly, alarmed by the airs of liberty which he put on, they took him away, in order to have him under their ferrule again. So narrowly did they look after him that he was forced to work. His mother examined his exercises, made him repeat his lessons, and mounted guard over him unremittingly, like a gendarme. Thanks to this supervision, Friedrich failed but twice in passing the examination for his degree aix is celebrated for its law school and young rostand was naturally sent to it in this ancient town the population is largely composed of barristers notaries and solicitors practicing at the appeal court a youth takes a law degree as a matter of course following it up or not as he pleases so Friedrich remained at the college working as little as possible simply trying to make his parents believe that he was working a great deal madame rostand to her great sorrow had been forced to give him more liberty he now went out when he chose in the daytime and was only expected to be at home to meals he had however to be in by nine o'clock in the evening except on those days when he was allowed to go to the theatre thus begun that country student's life so full of vice when it is not entirely devoted to work a person must know be acquainted with the quiet grass-grown streets, the state of torpor which enwraps the whole town, in order to understand the purposeless life which the students lead there. Those who work can manage to kill time over their books, but those who refuse to exert themselves steadily have no other places where they can while away their leisure, save the cafés, where people gamble, or certain other resorts. Thus Frederick soon became an inveterate gambler he passed the greater part of his evenings at cards and finished them elsewhere when he found his evenings too short for him he managed by stealing a key of the house door to have all night as well in this way his years of probation passed pleasantly enough Friedrich had sense enough to see that he must play the part of a tractable son the hypocrisy of a child curbed by fear had little by little grown upon him his mother now declared herself satisfied he took her to church Conducted himself most properly told her with the greatest calmness the most unheard-of lies which she took in owing to his air of candor and So clever did he become in this respect that he never allowed himself to be outwitted being always ready with an excuse Always prepared in advance with the most extraordinary stories in support of his arguments He paid his gaming debts with money borrowed from his cousins and his pecuniary transactions would have filled a book once after an unhoped-for stroke of good luck he realized the dream of spending a week in paris getting himself invited by a friend who had a little estate near the durrance Friedrich was a fine young fellow tall with regular features and a black beard his accomplishments made him good company especially with ladies he was quoted for his good manners those who knew his goings-on smiled a little but as he had the decency to throw a veil over this side of his life he came in for a certain amount of credit for not making an exhibition of his excesses like other students who were the scandal of the town frederick was nearly twenty-one and was soon to pass his last examination his father who was still young and not inclined as yet to hand his practice over to him talked of making him enter the magistrature to begin with he had friends in paris to whom he could apply to get him an appointment as public prosecutor's assessor the young man raised no objection for he never openly opposed his parents but a certain expressive smile on his face betokened his firm determination to prolong the pleasant existence which suited him so well he knew that his father was rich that he was his only son so why should he trouble himself in the meantime he smoked his cigar on the promenade gambled in the neighboring cafes and dallied on the sly with various damsels though all this did not prevent him from holding himself at his mother's orders and loading her with attentions at times when he felt out of sorts he went home to the huge gloomy mansion in the rue de collège and enjoyed a delicious period of repose the emptiness of the rooms the sense of constraint perceptible on every side seemed to him to possess a soothing influence there he collected himself afresh, making his mother believe that he was stopping at home for her sake, until the day when, health and appetite having returned, he devised some fresh escapade. In one word, he was the best fellow in the world, so long as his pleasures were not interfered with. Every year, however, Nice came to the Rostans with her fish and fruit, and every year she grew. She was of the same age as Frederick, or, to be correct, she was just three months older. Madame Rostand would often say to her "What a big girl you are growing nice and Nice would smile showing her white teeth as a rule Friedrich was not there But one day during the last year of his probation He was going out when he found nice standing in the hall with her basket He stopped short in astonishment He did not recognize the girl though. He had seen her only the year before at la Blancarde. nice was looking superb with her dark face and her head, with its swarthy covering of thick black hair, her broad shoulders, her supple waist, and her magnificent arms, of which the bare wrists were exposed, in a year she had grown like a young tree. "You," said he in a hesitating voice. "Yes, Monsieur Frederic," replied Nice, looking him in the face with her big eyes, in which a somber fire smouldered. "I've brought some sea urchins. When are you coming?" shall i get the nets ready he was still looking at her and muttering as if he had not heard her speaking how handsome you are nice what is there in you the compliment made her smile then as he took her hands playfully as he had done in the days gone by she became serious and said in a hoarse whisper no no not here take care here comes your mother end of section 11